Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Let's check in with uh, Kevin McPherson. We brought him on for this. I, I guess I should have breaking news. That sounder? Nah, not really. Uh, but are are you okay today, Kevin? I mean, I know you were there last night at Bud Walton Arena. Rick was talking. He could always tell. Uh, the size of the crowds by how much his ears were still ringing the next morning. Uh, By the way, I know Kanan Sandy was out uh, among the floor. Uh, He was part of those who rushed the floor. Did you rush the floor last night, Kevin? Well, Randy, I couldn't do that. I was up in the press area working. I I think that might be frowned upon as a member of the media. No, they couldn't let let you out. There's no chains or locks that – Lock you guys into that area. There's no seat belts in those chairs that I've seen. Well, that's a good point. You know what? When I was when I was 14 years old, the last game that I ever went to with my dad, February 1984, Arkansas upset number one North Carolina. It was a February game. Also, the Tar Heels were undefeated, 20 and 0. Michael Jordan and a band of future Naismith Hall of Famers. Back back then, college players played till they were grown men and before they went to the NBA and it's a little bit of a different game, but uh, I've been there. I've been on, on, on hand twice and this time I was working, but you, you mentioned your ears ringing. The decibel level was so high and it's not just about the, the, the level of the sound. It, uh, there's almost other parts of your senses that are taken away and you can't hear your own thoughts. And what's interesting is, Auburn went 0 of 7 at the free throw line from the 10:29 mark at the second half all the way through overtime. And when we had our segment Monday, we did it a day early because of the game yesterday in the early start time. I talked about I thought the difference, and I gave Arkansas the edge. I thought the difference would be Bud Walton right in that atmosphere. And that's not to say Arkansas wouldn't have won had Auburn made some of those free throws, but I think it definitely helped. And look, they weren't close. On those missed free throws, you had three different players go up there, and none of them were close. None of them kind of danced around the rim and fell out. Those, I mean, I, I think anybody, I think Auburn's probably missing free throws at practice today if they're practicing, hmm. uh, just just based on how shook up. Because the, Auburn played a good game, uh, but when the fans had their opportunity to make an impact, they did, and I think it was part of what helped Arkansas win. And you know, Eric Musman talked about that atmosphere after the game. He obviously, um, you know, was a social butterfly. He, you know, went shirtless and celebrated with the fans. And we've come to know Musman as a guy that's going to engage like that. And um, nine wins in a row, you end a team that had a 19-game winning streak. You end that for them. Both teams wanted this game, and Arkansas just kept chopping away. They just kept chopping away, and finally Auburn fell. And look, I think the Razorbacks right now, we talked so much early in the year, even when they were still unbeaten at 9-0, but they just didn't, it just didn't feel like a top-15 team. They were disconnected still. And sometimes they went ugly. But there is a connectivity now that's unquestionable, and it's not, you know, it was going on before they beat Auburn, but that nationally now I think but they're playing like a top-15 team, and they're still unranked. I think that changes in the next poll. But it's interesting how the dynamics of, of basketball work, or any sport for that matter, once you get on a roll, and you always want to be playing your best in the second half of the season. And take if you're going to take lumps, better to figure it out early and do that, get that out of your system. And now two years in a row, we see what Musman's done as he works through problems on his roster and fixes things. 
Well, the polls are for the fans. The NIT is for the basketball teams. And that, to me, is what's important, the NET. Now, whether or not Arkansas climbs in at whatever number uh, next week in the in the ratings, and who knows if Arkansas was to stumble against Alabama, if that, again, would be hell so much against Arkansas in regards to the fans' polls. But uh, the, the one that counts is the NET, and Arkansas jumped six spots just based off of last night's home victory now. The thing of it is, if you can go into a place like Alabama and get that quad one victory on the road, that really gives you brownie points uh, in the NET because it's a road game. And I think it's important that uh, uh, Arkansas certainly take care of business and it would be up to Eric Musselman to get these kids back up. But I don't think it would be – I mean, kids are resilient. I know that was important to J.D. Note and – and uh, Jalen Williams and others to get on the tables where they were dancing around. But uh, uh, I was listening to Blake Edens earlier today talking about uh, how Coach Richardson, and we will have Coach on at 6 o'clock. And by the way, should I ask Coach if he would take his, you know, if he'd take his shirt off after a victory like that? I don't think Coach would. Do you? <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, no. But anyway, um that if they came back at the next practice and they were kind of lollygagging around and not focused on the next game, this is the next day. And Coach Richardson would either take them to Cleveland Hill and drop them off or he'd just say, hit the line, and he'd get their attention that way. So I'm sure there will be a way that uh, uh, Coach Musselman will have a way to get these kids refocused. Now, they're taking off today, correct? Yeah, they're off today. And look. Here's something interesting. We were just talking about the rankings, and when Arkansas lost to Oklahoma, it went from – I mean, it was 8-0 when it went from ranked 10th in the AP, dropping two spots after going undefeated in a week. And then after the Oklahoma loss, they went from 12th to 24th. They lose the next game to Hofstra. They're out. Arkansas didn't make the, the rankings this week. I think they got the second most votes of teams that didn't make the top 25. I think if they win at Alabama, we could see as far as they fell when they started losing and they fell fast and far, I think we could see a significant jump if they go on the road and win in Alabama. I mean, I don't think you're going to see them pop in in the 20 to 25 range. I think they they might be pushing closer to a top 15 ranking again. Now, we'll see. I could be wrong about that. Um, but, but I think it's hard to ignore at any level at the high major level a 10-game winning streak, which is what Arkansas would be at. And, by the way, they've had five eight-game winning streaks under Musselman. Now they've had their fourth nine-game win streak under him in the last two years, two a year ago, two this season. Um, but be, this would be the first time they've won 10 in a row under Musselman. And I, just, I think you have to go back to those Nolan teams to find a time where they won 10 in a row. And it's even more impressive when it's during conference play because we know in non-conference you're going to pick up a string of wins on some of those teams that you play that are lower Division One level. Uh, but, but this time of year, it's even more impactful. So I think Arkansas right now, as it figures things out, you know, something else we talked about, Randy, on Monday, I mentioned that I thought Arkansas, for, with the step-up in competition, not just Auburn, not just Alabama, but these last eight games with seven quad one win games coming up or losses, Tennessee twice, LSU back, but in Florida on the road, Alabama, 
some of these matchups that Arkansas probably needed to take a step up in terms of getting closer to a big three. We know J.D. Note and Jalen Williams are at a, playing at a high level. We know other guys like Trey Wade and Odis Tony and Stanley Umanay are going to have their moments, but I specifically mentioned Devo Davis finding some level where he reached last year, and I thought last night he was wonderful. Game high, plus 15 in the box. He scored 10 points last night. He hadn't done that in nine games, got to double figures. But two of three from three, both of those in the second half, but it was back and forth. A career-high five steals, and he got on the glass in a game where rebounds were sparse at times for Arkansas. Four rebounds at the guard spot, I thought, and his defense, I thought, was really solid. Devo Davis stepped up in a big way. I thought he was the X Factor last night, aside from the atmosphere at Bud Long Arena. Sterling, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Uh, good afternoon, guys. It's, you know, numbers, I mean, that's why they say stats are for losers. I mean, we had a team last night that shot 34% from the field, got out-rebounded by 18, took 13 less shots than their opponents, and won the game. And, and like uh, and like was just said, it was on the defensive end. It's where they won that basketball game. And you know the crowd had had they had their effect on the game. I'm sure they got energy from the crowd. But I saw a team last night that could play a lot better, beat a team that played good, the number one team in the land, and, and not an overrated number one, a real number one, but two high two high draft picks in the future, and they somehow won that basketball game and. And that's, that's amazing. It's one of the most amazing wins that I've ever seen an Arkansas team get, totally based on they didn't do anything that I thought was over their head or they they didn't reach a magic level, I don't think. Defense travels. There's no reason why you can't play defense like that every night. So, I mean, they may not have 20,000 when Missouri come. They need to be close. And that's another thing. This don't need to be a one-shot just because number one came to town. This needs to be the new norm at Bud Walton Arena. On midweek games, weekend games, it needs to be the new norm. It ought to be at least 20,000 uh, Razorback fans available to show up and show out. But I, I, I'm just amazed by the win. You know, when they beat Auburn in 99, they played a great ball game. Throwing out of youth, got in transition, Pat Bradley knocking down threes. You know, they, they played a great game. Uh, last night, I didn't think they played a great game, but they played well enough to win, and that's what makes me so excited about this team. I hear the music, Randy, and the rest of you have a great blessed day. Thank you, Sterling. You likewise. All right, hang on. Kevin is Kevin McPherson. They're known as Hoopscoop, courtesy of Hawkville.net. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater, joined again by Kevin McPherson. They're known as Hoopscoop, courtesy of Hawkville.net. Let's check in with Tim. Never mind, Tim. All right, Kevin, reaction. Uh, I would guess not necessarily from the Jordan Walshes or from uh, the Joe's Opinions or uh, the Darren Fords or Nick Smith Jr. You would think their reaction would be super excited from last night's victory. Were you able to hear from any of the other possible recruits uh, concerning last night's game, like an Anthony Black. Any feedback from someone such as an Anthony Black on last night's game? Well, I didn't, I didn't touch base with Anthony Black about it. 
And you're right about the in-state guys that are already committed or, or excuse me, already signed with Arkansas in that class and, and Barry Dunning out of state. But those guys did weigh in, and they all had a little bit of a different take, too. You know, Nick Smith talked about how it was great for the state. Uh, Barry Dunning basically said this team proved on a national level that it can play against anybody. I think that's, you know, pretty obvious when you beat the number one team. But also, uh, when you're when you're part of a program you've signed, you're following it closely, and, and it's always exciting probably whether you're a fan or an, a player that's going to be there uh, to know that now the nation's on notice. Uh, so, I th- you know, that was one of his takes. And Darian Ford just basically – reiterated the fact that the first thing he said was, I'm meant to be at Arkansas. And he goes, huh. you know, he talked about the win being great, but I think it just instilled even more pride with him. So, uh, you know, and Joseph opinion said good things. So I think the, the current guys, you know, you're right. They're all in that same bucket. It's a big deal. The guys at Arkansas is recruiting right now. It's mostly a focus on 2023. And they've got several offers out. The Texas players, um, some of those Texas guys, I know we're paying attention to that. Arkansas has been on several guards there. Um, uh, there was some good feedback there. You know, just basically, you know, these are not committed players. They're not guys. I mean, uh, some of these guys are um, already starting to take some official visits or set up some official visits. We haven't heard if Arkansas is going to get one of them. But I will say in that 2023 class today, by the way, Randy, Arkansas put out an offer um, uh, to a young man out of Oklahoma, six nine. Everybody's asking about big men all the time. Uh, and we, didn't, we don't hear enough about it. Uh, but Brandon Garrison, a six-nine Ford center out of Dell City, uh, top 50 recruit, a, a high-level four-star, he took an unofficial visit back in December. He was there for the Arkansas Little Rock Trojans game. And at the time, he hadn't gotten his offer yet, and he was excited about possibly getting one. He really he loved the visit. He was glad to be there, you know, did the thing where he took pictures with Muss. And today he announced he got his got an Arkansas offer, and, you know, this is a guy that I think we will see back on campus. And I know, uh, you know, I'm told he was one of the players that was blowing up with Muss uh, after the game of the coaching staff about that win. And so when you start talking about feedback, it's not necessarily what they're saying publicly, but also their interest in the program and, you know, hitting the coaches up. Because anytime you go on national television and be the number one team, it only helps recruiting. And then on top of that, you've had really high high school you know, high, highly ranked signed classes right now, the number two class of 2022. So I think this impacts 2023 and beyond maybe more than what's left out there in 2022. Arkansas still in the running for Anthony Black. I say so until he commits to doing something else or going elsewhere. I've said so many times, I don't think Arkansas is at the very top of the leaderboard, but I think they're in that top three grouping. And anytime you're in that position and someone – a player like that hasn't made his mind up. You continue to pursue, and then you can remind them of why they need to come to Arkansas. And one of those selling points is anything you can send them on that atmosphere last night at Bud Walton Arena in a game like that. Um, but, yeah, all the feedback from recruits are, has been what you would expect it would be after an out- outcome like that, Randy. I'm thinking it sometimes, Kevin, changes maybe from game to game, minute to minute, one minute Arkansas has got to find a true point guard. Who Who's Arkansas recruiting from a true point guard? After last night, then you feel like, man, Jalen Williams needs some help. I mean, the rebounding, uh, if it wasn't for the offensive rebounding, 
uh, that might have been a blowout, a definite blowout, because the second chance points favored Auburn big time. So, uh, again, a big man. Uh, what do you see? You mentioned the young man out of Dell City or Oklahoma City, take your pick. But um, yeah. is he the lone ranger, so to speak, that Arkansas has on the radar for 2023 in regards as a big man, or is this going to be something at the end of the season the transfer portal uh, will have to kick in? Now, if Arkansas can get a Kessler out of the transfer portal like uh, Auburn did, I'll be happy to wait and go that route. <laughs> well, you got to remember, he's just because he announced the offer today and was on campus recently, they just had Omaha Blue up there on an unofficial visit for that Mississippi right. State game on Saturday. And he's a 6'8 forward in that same class. He's a big, he's a frontline guy. Uh, Bay Fall, uh, the 6'10 uh, five-star from class of 2023 that's at uh, Denver Prep Academy. Uh, his teammate at Denver Prep Academy, Asane Diop, another 6'10 center, you know, top 54 star. So Arkansas's in on several, has their eye beyond just having an eye on some of these big men, they're hotly pursuing them in terms of recruiting and trying to get them on campus, uh, get visits. And once once you start getting rolling them in on visits, we know how that can snowball in a good way. Uh, so they are looking at big men. Um, you talk about, you know, point guard play. You know, there's all kinds of needs um, on a team, and it's based on the other makeup of the personnel that you have. And so that's why the spring is so important in that portal, too, because it's at that point, you're figuring out well, what players are going to be leaving. What, what's Arkansas? Who's Arkansas going to retain? It may not be a question of who can come in and help Jalen Williams. It may be a question of Jalen Williams. You know, well, I'm not saying this is going to happen, but this guy's continually offering an opportunity, maybe to go to the next level after this season. Double double in the last 12 games. He's averaged a double double since Arkansas began SEC play. The toughest part of the, obviously, the toughest part of your seasons when league play starts. So many guys that put up numbers, their numbers go down when they get in the league play. Guys like J.D. Note and Jalen Williams, the numbers are going up. So we'll see what opportunities get, uh, come up there. But th- this team right now, the way that it's playing, now back-to-back years where Musman's got those puzzle pieces working, that's got to excite recruits, whether they're in a grad position or a transfer position or coming out of high school, because it, what better way to showcase of individuals' talents and how they fit into a winning program that's winning at a high level and getting a lot of exposure. And I think that's the thing where these things work in concert now. Recruit at a high level, play at a high level. And now two years in a row we're seeing that. Arkansas still got a lot of work to do. Um, but, but you know, again, you, you picked up your second quad win, your two and three in quad one games, six and oh in quad two, and you've got all these other quad one opportunities coming up. Several of those at home, including Kentucky. Has got to come in. Tennessee's coming in. LSU's coming into Bud Walton Arena. Imagine those atmospheres in the next few weeks, and then hopefully, you know, Arkansas. If you're a Razorback fan, they take care of some business on the road, which they've won three true road games in a row in this in this streak. We really don't have time, Hoggy. Uh, I apologize. We are right up against the next break. So, uh, with that, Kevin, I'll read this real quick, and then we'll head to the break. This from Military Mike, he said, gentlemen, that was a special game and a spectacular atmosphere. A recruit's dream, uh, recruiter's dream, I should say. For all of our sports, Auburn had legit NBA players on that squad, as did we. I think J.D. Note earned money last night. He's at least a mid to late second-round talent. Congratulations to all the players, coaches, and our fans. You brought it big last night. 
sweet emotion. All right. All right, Kevin. We will talk with you tomorrow. And uh, Thanks, we'll look forward to them. All right. That's Kevin McPherson. They're known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net.